Welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and as always, I'm joined by Sam and Carl. I feel like there's usually something in between those two sentences that I say, but I can't remember it at this juncture. So how are you doing, boys? Tweet at us if you're (laughs) furious about us breaking the format. Uh, I'm good, mate. Good. A little bit tired, but... This is a late uh, one. You know, let's bring the energy up. Yeah. How about you, Carl? He's trying to get on it again. (laughs) I'm great. Shall we get on with the movie? I don't know, you weren't so great. You're great? Yesterday, were you, Carl? (laughs) You're now recording a day late. I mean, at this point, this is the normal podcasting day. You are right to say that the other day, but (laughs) Sunday was our recording day before we eternally pushed it to Mondays. I mean, Thursday was the recording day before we pushed it to, (laughs) to Friday, then to Saturday, then to Sunday. And here we are. Well, this week, if we're going to get right into it, we watched The Karate Kid from 1984, starring Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, and Pat Morita. God, this film was long, wasn't it, boys? By film standards, it was pretty normal, but by the films that we watch on this podcast standard... Egregious. (laughs) And, you know, it's not like it was slow-paced. I messaged you, I was maybe 20 minutes into the movie when I messaged, and so much had happened. The scenes are so short... And things happen so quickly. But it's not like any of it's important. It's just like, they're moving in. Now he's at school. Now it's nighttime. Now he's at school again. And nothing's happened in the movies. <laughs> There's not been an ounce of karate. <laughs> anyway. Before- he kicks that door open. <laughs> before we, we get into all this bullshit, let's get started with a plot snob as usual. I forgot to do the AI thing. So I've just got one from Google again. But I'm sure that's, that's- fine. That's probably better, to be honest. (laughs) It was too good last week. Yes, yeah. Daniel moves to Southern California with his mother, Lucille, but quickly finds himself the target of a group of bullies who study karate at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Fortunately, Daniel befriends Mr. Miyagi, an unassuming repairman who just happens to be a martial arts master himself. Miyagi takes Daniel under his wing, training him in a more compassionate form of karate and preparing him to compete against the brutal Cobra Kai. Lucille? Where did that Compassionate? Come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't that compassionate? Lucy- I did notice the Lucille thing, which was... I noticed it especially because I've been watching loads of Arrested Development recently. Oh. And I'm on the episode where Buster swims in the ocean and gets attacked by a loose seal. Yeah, nice. <laughs> because defying oh. his mother, loose seal, it's, it was just burned into my brain, and it was really messing with me. For the listeners, you can tick Arrested Development off the podcast bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking week. <laughs> I can't wait till we mention a Mitchell and Webb look. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to start thinking. I haven't got I'm only jealous because I've never seen it. Well, as they go, that's a bit better than usual, uh, annoyingly. Pretty, I guess, factual. Yeah, I'm sure we'll discuss how discuss. I'm sure <laughs> we'll discuss how compassionate this form of karate is. But let's let's save that up. Well, this fantastic and forgiving time-wise movie starts with Daniel and Lucille apparently moving across <laughs> country to Southern yeah, California. I'm angry about that. And whilst they're moving, it's. Two minutes fifty-one of opening credits, and this is the eighties, so I accepted and that. Before we get there, Evan, I mean, are we going to discuss the fact that this kid is leaving home forever, and the only people who turned out were about six or seven years old? No friends. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> no one came to wave him off. I mean, well, no, they, they, people did come to wave him off, but yeah, like you say, they're all very young. They're all shouting, "Come back soon! I can't wait for you to be back," which. I, I feel like they don't know him. They're just <laughs> opportunistic wavers. Probably. And they wave for way too long. Like Lucille turn, probably Down the street, them. turn the corner. Yeah, she's that kind of mum. Yeah. No, no one's yeah. shown up. He's going to be sad. I'm just saying, I, I think Daniel is brought into question already. As When you leave home and no one shows up to say goodbye. <laughs> what did he do that they have to move across the country? <laughs> Let's see how many people are at the airport. He's <laughs> for a, either of us. A weird kid. Like <laughs> he's true. the only one who actually looks like a kid in this, but he acts like he's forty the entire movie. That's because he's fucking old compared to everyone else. 
The actor is quite old, isn't he? Well, he doesn't look as old as William Zabka in this, uh, who's Johnny Lawrence. He looks about who's the, yeah. 25. William Zabka, who's he's... the only teenage member of the cast. The rest are all in their early 20s. No way. Yeah. He is the younger, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely mad. Hard paper round. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Daniel gets his very sad send-off, uh, and they drive across country, and there's all those opening credits, which I'm fine with. But then it stops, and it looks like they've arrived, uh, but it's just some motel, which is kind of indifferent to everything else, the, the way everything else looks. Two minutes 51 in, the movie pretends to start, and then all of a sudden they're pushing the car back onto the road, and more opening credits happen, and they're back on the road <laughs> driving. Apparently we weren't there yet. And then they arrive at the South Seas apartment complex, and it looks exactly the same as the motel they just left, and then finally the credits end again. First opening credits with a gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they've put that in to make it abundantly clear that, like, yes, this woman is uh, moving across country to California to get a job, but make no mistake, she is poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her car's <laughs> shit. She's so poor. We gotta, they, we gotta know how poor he is. And Daniel is not bothered at all by it, is he? He doesn't bring it up every five seconds. <laughs> Which is basically how long the scenes last in this. Let's get going. <laughs> anyway, they, they, arrive, oh, arrive. they arrive at the South Seas apartment complex and we're introduced to Freddy, who's definitely an important character who will be in this forever. He is the nicest boy. Oh my god, I forgot about Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely setting up the sidekick, right? <laughs> He's the nicest boy in the cinema. He can't do enough for Daniel, who's moving in. He takes his case, he shows him to his apartment, he invites him to a sick beach party later on with all his mates. All this after Daniel kicks a gate into him, very uncompassionately, if anything. If Freddy says, <laughs> was that karate? He's just kicking a gate open. <laughs> yeah. But he did say hiya. Well, that's what passes for karate in this movie, as we're going to get into, I'm sure. Yeah. So they get moved in, and Freddy disappears. Not forever yet, but soon forever. Uh, and one of the first jobs, uh, first of the many jobs that Daniel is given in this movie, is to find the maintenance man to report the leaky faucet in their new apartment. So Daniel goes off to do that. And this is our introduction to Pat Marita's. Mr. Miyagi, uh, who's trying to catch a fly with yeah. his chopsticks, not bothered at all about fixing that faucet anytime soon. After, after, he says. After, after. Yeah. yeah. Boys, do you remember Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> Here he is again, and for the last time, he uh, joins Freddy on the beach. For... Why is there so much soccer in this movie? <laughs> There's more soccer than there is karate am i should i call it soccer we don't have that many american listeners i'll say football from now on no football less every week <laughs> yeah loads of football in this movie and it starts off here but daniel's not interested in that he's doing some pretty hard staring at a girl he's just met and not in any subtle oh way he has stood maybe two feet away from her just staring into her soul but as always is the case in these movies she is fine with it let's ignore yeah we have to acknowledge this he, he gets to the beach at, I mean, I, we don't know what the time is. It's sort of mid-afternoon he gets down to the beach and he starts looking at her. Then we get a little camera transition. It is late night <laughs> yes. and he's not moved an inch. He's still staring at the same girl. Well, people always say, how did people meet before Tinder? That is how you <laughs> stare at a woman. You stare for hours. Until she gives in and then you get to go talk to her. Yes, he stays long enough for Freddy, who's still hanging about, to tell Psychic him to Freddy. go and speak to... <laughs> Best friend Freddy. <laughs> go and speak to this blonde girl, whose name is Ali, we will learn in a second. In your classic form of flirting, he boots the, the football directly into the fire. They're all sat around. Uh, they'll have a little giggle. And that's <laughs> Walks over, that's punches in. her in the arm. <laughs> My friend likes you. And now, oh, the movie kicks off because this is where the only cool people in the movie turn up. Johnny Lawrence and the Cobra Kai fucking swoop onto the beach on their sick motorcycles and just start fucking shit yeah. up. Johnny tops the already class flirting of kicking a ball into a fire at someone by smashing up <laughs> Ali's radio, insisting that he wants her back. I got it. So, I mean, a lot of weird shit happens yeah. here. First of all, Johnny is on a little overlook over the beach and he sees this guy flirting with his ex. And I guess he doesn't like that, but he also 
clearly doesn't want her back because he doesn't make any effort at any point in the film to get her back. But so he, so he goes down to the beach. She sees him coming and she's been having a little flirty kick about with the ball with, um, I almost called him Alan. What's his name? Alan. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an Alan as Daniel. I, I think that one change would have been enough to make this movie a failure, to be honest. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Alan the Karate yeah. Kid. So yeah, he walks over. <laughs> hey, I was staring he, at her first. He walks over and what was her name? Ali. Ali, yeah. I just got it written down as girl. She says her, her way to kind of get him out of the way is saying, yeah, watch this. And then hoofs the ball into the ocean. <laughs> just completely out of nowhere. Like they're having an old chance. She goes, yeah, watch this. Boots it away. Like, go fetch. And now, for the first of many times in this movie, Daniel just gets the absolute shit kicked out of him by boys who are all three to five times bigger than him. Everybody just watches like like he deserves it. For, for the boy who's only saving grace is his name, yeah, you feel like he deserves it. From a casting perspective, it was strange to get just a bunch of enormous men and then just the tiniest... Well, I guess he's also a man, but just the tiniest person ever to play alongside them. Yeah, you kind of feel like it was done with the intention of him getting bigger for when the karate tournament finally comes around, but he's still just a scrawny little boy at the end. Not that I can say anything. I'm not tooting my own <laughs> horn here. But, uh, yeah, there's not much advancement for him. And for some fucking reason, Daniel has this habit of just sucker-punching everyone all the time. We see that here. Johnny... Yeah. Has bet, hardly met this guy. Just sees him hitting on his ex. Things turn into a scuffle. This guy runs at him, and all he does is trip him a couple of times. And then this guy won't stop, so he, he does put him down. But then he looks like he's going over to help, and Daniel just clocks him in the nose. <laughs> Daniel, okay, so if you're going to be the kind of person who sucker punches people like that, you also need to not just take punches with your face because <laughs> he never blocks a single hit up until the last 10 minutes of the film he just takes them full on this boy has not painted a fence in his entire fucking life and it shows <laughs> he's not oh we've got got a lot of that coming well now after all of that we are back at school oh we are not we are Daniel on floor after getting shit kicked out of him, and then best friend Freddy and other friends <laughs> all point out just how much how pathetic Daniel is for yeah. getting the shit kicked out of him by the toughest guy in school, and now they can no longer be friends. Fr- friendly Freddy is gone. Did this next scene in school, they do it again. He goes to try and talk to them, obviously on the soccer pitch. Why wouldn't it be? That's where most of this movie takes place. Uh, and Freddie once again says, no, I don't want any of this, thank you. And this is finally his his exit from the movie. Uh, but Ali doesn't seem deterred by what a horrible little worm da- Daniel doesn't seem right now. It does feel like Alan. Uh, is it too confusing <laughs> to switch to that? At some point in my notes, I was just scanning through them. I've written Billy. <laughs> <laughs> they all start to meld together after a point, don't they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Every time he gets the shit kicked out of him, his name changes. I've forgotten. Well, Alan? Billy? Alan Jumanji. Uh, Billy's Gremlins. <laughs> yeah. They're all the same person. <laughs> Punched him into another 80s classic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so Ali isn't deterred by Daniel's now mangled face. And there's a little bit more flirting. I don't know why I included that. No, nothing really happens in this scene other than Freddy disappearing. It's just Freddy's exit, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's very important to note that Daniel tries out for the school football team and he gets tackled, which, you know, it's a bit aggressive, but it's a football match. And what's his first response? Oh, punch Straight in, in for the sucker punch again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every single time. I know why he had to leave New York and why no one showed up. To say goodbye. <laughs> this kid's being probably kicked out of every school in New York. Yeah, the coach sends him off the pitch and he walks away screaming, it's because I'm poor, isn't it? <laughs> this school sucks, <laughs> man. You can't punch anyone. <laughs> yeah, so back to home. There's a lot of switching between school and home in this movie, so prepare for the whiplash, listeners. Mr. Miyagi is now willing to fix the faucet and he finds out that Daniel's been learning karate from a book, which is apparently a thing. 
but what Daniel's doing is just kicking into the air. Can we, can we address that this is two films in a row where people have supposedly learnt karate from just swiping at the air? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about that speech. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think you can, like, become an expert fighter or even a fighter of whatever, a sucker punch fighter of Daniel's level by just kind of whipping the air. I think Daniel agrees with you because his next venture is to the Cobra Kai dojo, where he's going to find out if that, that's somewhere he can learn karate, even though his mum says in the next scene they definitely can't afford that, but he loves to have something to complain about, doesn't he? Uh, but after he gets yeah. there, he sees that Johnny is in this class and all the people that have been bullying him are act- actually belong to this dojo. So he just straight up bounces, gets right out of there. But this is our first sneak peek of John Kreese, who we do not get enough of in this movie. What a wasted performance. He is not present as much as I thought he was. No. No. He really has stuck in my memory from this movie. And watching Cobra Kai, you were hoping he'd reappear because it wasn't in season one. No, no. He left a massive impression. I haven't seen Cobra Kai, but... At, at the end of this film, it becomes quite apparent that he is basically the antagonist, which is like he's the one that's egging all the boys on to do, you know, to play dirty and, to, you know, whatever. Win at all costs. Um, win at all costs. Do whatever it takes. But, strike first, yeah, strike hard, no mercy. He's not really, he's not really in it. No, yeah, uh, which is a waste because he's, he's great. Now. And when he gets, you get him in Cobra Kai, really awesome performance. I think Good stuff the problem him. is... He can appear in Cobra Kai and it's fine, but were he to have more screen time on Karate Kid, he'd just be a 38-year-old man kicking the shit out of teenagers. Well, we get to see Mr. Miyagi do this very soon. Well, I say very soon, but <laughs> let's see. He is not 38. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a little bit more evidence from this scene, though, that Daniel is secretly a fucking nut job. Please? Did you guys see why they moved across country? No. Well, when we met mm, best no. friend Freddy, Daniel told... Freddie, that they've moved across country because for his mum's job at Rocket Computers. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. And she's working as a fucking waitress in a restaurant. Well, that's what I was confused about. This is the next scene. So oh, after the dojo, yeah. um, they, they have food. Uh, he meets his mum for dinner at lunch at this restaurant. And she has to leave the table because she, she's being called away from work. She but works at there. the table. She was talking about being trained as a manager, like with computers. Is Red Rocket a cafe? No, she she works at the cafe. I don't know what happened with the computer job that she moved across the country for, but... This is maybe something that we just didn't understand, that it's like, poor single mother, she's working two jobs. He you is know, poor, that's very true. Waitress. They, do, they didn't really mention it much, but he is poor. Being the manager of a up-and-coming California computer company sounds pretty swish, but she's a waitress. maybe it doesn't quite cover the bills. Well, they, yes, they have this whole conversation and um, his mum is asking about whether there are any girls in his life. We just get the strangest fucking part of this movie where he starts talking about Ali while she's at the table. She asks if she's cute and he starts saying, you know, she's beyond cute. She's then called away by her manager because she's slacking off on the job and goes away to work. But Daniel just continues to talk to, I guess, us about how fucking fit (laughs) Ali is. Really weird. <laughs> Kids are psycho. Is this the evidence you were going to use? No, I'm just saying the oh. evidence is that that job wasn't real. They moved across the country for a different reason, and we don't know what it is, but we know what it yeah. is. All the punching. Also, I mean, this is not related. To, this is not evidence of anything, but great food acting in this scene where Daniel's sitting there with his plate of food, chatting to his mum, picks up a chip, wipes it on each food item on his plate, and then puts it back down. And that's all, it's just, it, if you look at what he's doing, it's really weird. I don't know why he's doing it. I'm going to do something amazing here and mix what you said with what Carl said. Food related <laughs> and psychopath related. This boy's drinking a pint of milk with his bowl of chips in the fucking summer heat. What's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to end well. He's going to be recording his podcast a day late. <laughs> 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 should call him the calcium kid, if anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Do we end it there? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's the peak. 
Anyway, so I guess he sat there and talked to himself for for five hours because now he's taken a ride home (laughs) in the pitch black on his bike and the Cobra Kai gang have been following him the entire time and they just give him a good old playful kick down a hill whilst he's on his bike. (laughs) He gets pretty trashed, to be fair, and his bike gets all broken and he gets home and starts shouting at his mum. Everything's the bike's fault. It's nothing to do with what he's like as a person or (laughs) he's winding people up. Quite a heartbreaking scene, really, watching this poor woman put up with her son having a fit about nothing, but... Two days in. She's just glad he's punching a wall and not another fucking person for once. (laughs) But luckily, Mr. Miyagi was eavesdropping, and this is kind of where he decides that he's gonna uh, teach this boy just something, anything that's not violence. Well, he's failed at that, hasn't he? Because he just does teach him violence. I don't know why I've said that. That's the whole point Passionate violence. Anyway, it's daytime again, and we're at school. <laughs> the only way they can show transition, the only way they can t- show time passing, yeah. is to go from daytime <laughs> to, to, to night time. Yeah, just in case we don't think things are moving forward. <laughs> um, Ali asked Daniel to go to the arcade, and there's this whole weird little interaction where he sees Johnny. He's getting on the bus, but I think we're supposed to assume he's also going to the arcade. That's the arcade bus. Uh, and Ali tells him that he finally needs to deal with this. I wasn't even sure if they're a thing. At the, like they flirted a f- few times, but now the movie's like trying to tell us they're maybe a couple. I don't know. I never really get why this is forced on us in these movies. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell how much time has passed. It's at least like three <laughs> days and nights, but it could be a lot longer. <laughs> I mean, it is really weird because I didn't get the impression that uh, Johnny was going to the arcade. Although, to be fair, it does seem to be where all of the kids go every yeah. evening. So... They, he's walking with Ali to, to to the arcade. He sees Johnny in his path out of the school, and he goes, "Actually, never mind." It just cancels the plans implicitly. He walks home. He fucks. Well, you off. say he walks home because this is daytime, and the next scene is him <laughs> arriving home, it's, and it's, it's pitch black. <laughs> what is this kid doing? How far away does he live? Or is he just roaming the streets looking for someone to sucker punch? <laughs> This is a recurring like pattern within their relationship, though. Is they'll be friendly, and then he'll be a dick to her and leave, disappear for yeah. hours, just get off my case and walks off. Just every time, <laughs> just leaves everything on a fight and then fucks off. He has to leave, or he doesn't know what he'll do. <laughs> well, he'll suck a puncher. We know what he'll do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel arrives home finally and he sees that his bike has been fixed and this is now where Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are becoming fast friends they cut some bonsais together some more time passes there's not been any more night times but it's now Halloween so we're supposed to assume this is sometime in the future (laughs) and they're talking about whether or not I love how this is introduced as well because Mr. Miyagi says I passed by the school earlier it looks busy Totally normal thing to say. Uh, and then Daniel explains there's a Halloween that dance on. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, why are you passing by the school? We know you don't live anywhere near there. It looks busy. As in, like, too busy for what? Yeah. <laughs> what were you trying to do? Yeah. What's the scale of busyness for a school? And there is a Halloween dance, and Daniel isn't sure if he wants to go unless he could go as the invisible man. And this sparks an idea in Mr. Miyagi's head of finding something inconspicuous for Daniel to go in. I keep going to call him Johnny. That's the other one. Um, It's it's Alan and Billy. It's Billy, Alan, Johnny. It's everything. It's anything. Um, And they decide on an entire shower unit. The the most (laughs) conspicuous thing you could be at a school dance. There's only one instance in a following scene where he is inconspicuous and it's very good. He's, he's he's so conspicuous that the second he walks in, despite being completely covered by the curtain, Ali turns around and goes, oh, look, there's Daniel. There is... Definitely him. There is someone in... What is this place? The South Seas apartment complex. Yeah. And Mr. Miyagi, the handyman, has got into their apartment, stripped out the entire shower. <laughs> Just, I'll, I'll bring it back later. <laughs> After, after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some poor old confused woman standing naked in a shell <laughs> in a bathtub. <laughs> well, Daniel goes to the toilet and we find out that, that Johnny is in one of the cubicles. We find out this because his mate comes in 
to talk to him. He's rolling a spliff in the cubicle, as you do, and as the bad boys do. And his mate doesn't notice that... I've forgotten his name. Daniel is stood there because he's a shower unit in the toilet. It must be the only reason. I disagree. I think he did notice, but because they're far more sane than Daniel, they're not just (laughs) randomly swinging punches at the first second they see him. They're just like, well, he's here, we're here. Cool. He's a shower. I mean, look, (laughs) he wanted to be conspicuous. He's dressed as a shower. Where are you going to be the most inconspicuous? a shower looking at itself in the mirror, obviously. He immediately ruins this because he plugs in a... Well, the pipe's already plugged in, who knows why, but he drapes it over the yeah, cubicle. Yeah, what is that? If this didn't happen, we'd have to have a bloody nether night time, Sam. He puts it over <laughs> the, the top of the cubicle and turns it on and gets Johnny and all his drugs very wet. And as we know, all druggies are absolutely fine when you ruin their drugs. Just joking. They chase him down through an allotment and <laughs> kick the shit out of him again. What was this kid expecting? He must have known this would happen. Yes. What is he doing? Yeah, he had to have known. Also, he's the slowest kid in Karate Town. It's painful <laughs> watching this boy move. Oh my god. They caught him by the end of the road. <laughs> like He's carrying an entire fucking some... shower, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's this, was, this was not the time to assault someone. <laughs> no. Let's take the shower off first. Uh, it's not a logical thought yeah. process. He can't help himself. He was wearing sports kit. Just take the shower off and run. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he's in this, whatever it is, allotment, little yeah. field next to his uh, apartment complex. And again, same as on the beach, same as in basically every fight. He just takes every single punch, kick, hit without even trying to block. This man has the constitution of a peach he just one little tap to the arm and he's down clutching at himself writhing in agony directly at his sides his limp arms at his side as he gets absolutely lamped in the face yeah this beating goes on for a while but luckily mr miyagi spider-man's over the fence and just delivers a beating on these boys uh, there's a scene after this, unless you want to speak about that beating in, in particularly, but... What do you say about it? Old yeah. man beats up teenagers, <laughs> teenagers and we're all yeah. cool with it, yeah. What I like is, apparently, mm. uh, unsurprisingly, it wasn't Pat Morita in that scene. He had a um, stunt double, and he was apparently hitting the teenagers too hard, so he actually was <laughs> just an old man beating up teenagers. <laughs> and then, oh, shit. In the end, they had to bring in different actors to film the scene to get it right. Because they were all complaining that he was just beating them up. <laughs> I say teenagers, everyone in this movie is 30 yeah. years old. Apart from... Um... Apart from Johnny, who looks 30 years old. Yeah. Also, I mean, so yeah, I, this is tracking into the next scene. Yes. But um, Miyagi, he could have done any number of things then. He could have said something. Stop. Jack could have called someone. Yeah, I'm calling could the have police. said literally anything. <laughs> he jumped in and kicked the shit out of them as his first, you know, first resort. And then in the next scene, he quite sternly tells Daniel that fighting is always the last resort. <laughs> you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> he also in this scene claims that his family invented karate. So I don't think he's all worth <laughs> I'm honest. <laughs> we do get my favourite line here though, which is now use your head for something other than a target, which is such a sick burn on a kid stuff. who has just had his life threatened. <laughs> <laughs> beaten up three times in as many days and nights don't forget the nights oh yeah can't forget the nights did you notice that in this scene even though they've spent a lot of time together Daniel can't get this guy's name right he keeps calling him as you're named in this chat Sam Mr. Miyagi like five times in a row well yeah I set my name as this because it really confused me that everyone was calling him if you see that name written down first of all why would Daniel be saying his name phonetically when he's speaking to the guy and has met him and spoken to him. That doesn't make any sense. They are friends. Why does everyone mispronounce his name? That's how it. That's how it reads. <laughs> I can't articulate why this annoys me so much. Oh. So Daniel convinces Mr. Miyagi. I'm going to hate hearing that so when I come into editing. I hate when I say so all that much, and that was a b- big one. So... So... <laughs> Mr. Miyagi uh, agrees to go to the 
Cobra Kai dojo with Daniel to ask, it's essentially asking the other guy's dad to stop beating up your kid, but neither of them are dads, they're both. Asking the other guy's dad to stop beating up your kid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord, I'm so tired. That would be a strange movie. (laughs) Can you ask your dad to stop beating up my son? I mean, to us, it's sort of oh. is that, but the other way around, because Mr. Miyagi just beat the shit out of all of his students. You know what I yeah. meant, and now I have to leave that in. <laughs> God damn it. But John Kreese does not agree to those terms. The only thing they can settle on is that both Johnny and Daniel meet at the tournament in two months' time, and it's settled there. But they do agree that Johnny won't kick the shit out of this boy for those two months. I've, I've, I got two notes down for this dojo scene. And that neither of them are very good, so you might just cut <laughs> this. But first one, the karate teacher dresses like Nightman. <laughs> always sunny. Oh, there's the, the old bingo. Get it on the bingo. <laughs> oh yeah, that's on the bingo, yeah. He's got like the cut-offs, the arms cut off and the black. Uh, I forget the name of the thing. Gi. Gi, yeah. And the other thing is that every child in the dojo looks like Mark Hamill. It's really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, you're not wrong. I appreciate the commitment of one guy who's still karate training with a broken arm. Just there, in with cast on. Or with strap. Don't say that. Not with strap on. I didn't notice that. With <laughs> strap on. So after they agree to these terms, uh, Mr. Ma- uh, after they agree to these terms, Mr. Maggie... <laughs> well, all that's staying in. Fantastic. Mr. Magoo. Mr. Maggie. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi <laughs> takes Daniel to his home to begin his karate training. You'd think at some point his mother would start asking where Daniel is, but she is not concerned with all the jobs she's juggling. Just glad he's not out punching people, to be honest. True. They haven't had to move city in months. It's been great. <laughs> this is the famous wax on, wax off scene. This is the beginning of the chores for Daniel. Uh, and there's a lot of them coming up and a lot of days and nights, so bear with us now. Oh no, now we're at night time. Yeah, god damn it. Daniel and his <laughs> mum <laughs> go to pick up Ali because they've agreed to go on a date. And this is one of the showcases of just how terribly, horribly poor they are because Ali's parents are all rich and they have a lovely big house. And Lucille's car won't work just like at the beginning of the movie where they did that bloody opening credits fake out. And they have to push it down the street and she says how this happens all the time. Why she thinks anybody's enjoying this. It's uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for the parents. Daniel's having an awful time. I'd sure he'd be prefer to be, have the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. They, um, so yeah, they, they, I mean, they drive up to the house and neither of them comment on the fact that it's, I guess it's obvious. Yeah, these people are rich. But when Daniel walks up to the door, he sees Ali's parents rolling up. I just noticed that she opens the door and he just stands there and for a full like 10 seconds just stares at her tits <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> I mean, Did you say she's over 20, Carl? I'm a, bit, I'm a bit worried where this goes if I say yes. Yes, she she was, she was, yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah, her tits were big though. Coming out of that door <laughs> would be more catchy <laughs> Also, did you notice that she came out of the door, but her parents came up the side of the house towards Daniel. They flanked him. Yeah, they... I thought you were about to say her tits came out of <laughs> Oh, damn, I want to cut that. No person has ever been more awkward meeting parents. Just, yeah. Like, he has to do a little bit of vandalism on the side as he talks to them, just kicking the wall until it breaks. <laughs> yeah. Surprise he's not saying hi at the same time. <laughs> so they go to the arcade and they hang out a bit there nothing really important happens uh, excuse me specifically they go to golf and stuff <laughs> which is a great name it's got golf and stuff but yeah, i think the rule of this relationship is just that it, they always have to start with an apology which means that he always has to be a dick at the end and so a thing has to happen to make him oh, be a dick yes this was it's really weird. odd so people drive past and take the piss out of his poor, poor mum because she's picking them up. And now he is just a dick to Ali because she has money and he doesn't and her friends have money and he doesn't. Yeah, he is poor. 
He is poor. He he is a dick. But now he has a reason to talk to her again when he apologises later, I'm sure. Yes. Oh. Maybe this is his tactic. And now we've got something to end on for it to become daytime again, because we're back <laughs> at Mr. Miyagi's place, and Daniel is performing yet more circle-based household chores. Chores? Chores? This time he's sanding down the deck with something. I, I missed the description of what those items were, but I guess sanders. I'm not saying that Mr. Miyagi's training techniques would work in the real world, but I kind of appreciate the fact that for an 80s movie, we don't just get a montage of him karateing. Oh, true, but but wouldn't have that I mean, been we do. nice? <laughs> yeah, well, they we do. It just doesn't come now. <laughs> the montage comes <laughs> at the end for the fighting, which is the bit we wanted to see. But hey ho, we get a lot more chores. There's a bit of, I can't remember if the fence painting is now, it might be, but eventually there's a scene where Daniel and Mr. Miyagi are both trying to catch a fly with chopsticks and Daniel gets to it first. I know this is where the painting comes in because it's a punishment for Daniel doing that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. This guy has so much fence, by the way. That was an insane amount. He's got a nice place. Paint the fence just always brings back a very specific memory for me. Come on, No, but I've said many times I went to a very shit school. And just one time in school, um, I was just stood in the hallway waiting for class to start. And some girl walked past and because I went to that sort of school, tried to just punch me in the stomach. And I guess I (laughs) painted the fence and all I did was push her hand down and got punched right in the bollocks. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I see paint the fence, I just think... Probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. <laughs> that's, that's excellent. Never paint it's... the fence again. <laughs> so Daniel paints all the fence, front and back, and then he comes back the next morning again, uh, another morning, uh, and he has to paint the inside of the house. And at, at this point, rightfully, he's getting a bit annoyed with Mr. Miyagi. I just want to point out that the whole the paint the face face the fa- <laughs> face painting the fence painting the face painting. Shit. The fence painting thing was because he caught the fly with the chopsticks. Because Mr. Miyagi said, if you can catch a fly with chopsticks, you can accomplish anything. No, you can't. You can mainly just do that. <laughs> you can maybe catch a bee. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely, surely bee comes before fly. You work your way down yeah. to fly. Bees, Bees far too big. Do. Maybe you can get a mosquito now. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Daniel has a little bit of a fit uh, about... Well, he's got concern that none of the things he's doing are really karate. And quite rightfully, because he's just been doing chores for Mr. Miyagi. But here, he demonstrates that everything he's been learning, even though you've just proven this wrong, Carl, (laughs) is in some way related to karate. They're all blocks of some kind. The rules of this movie are, if you touch the hand that's trying to strike you, it instantly stops. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I proved that that's not what happens. It's just the momentum is shifted in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How old were you in this uh, story? I'd, I'd never seen The Karate Kid, luckily. So it wasn't like I was like one of those weird kids who was just acting oh, so out this movies. This was just natural This skill. was just a... Re- oh, it's just, just, yeah. I born... My family actually invented karate. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I must have been 14, 13, 14. Sorry to make you relive that, Cole. Thanks for doing it for the pod. Mr. Miyagi now takes a shirtless Daniel to the beach for a bit more karate, where he stands in the waves and, I, I don't know, there's a very oh, tenuous connection to karate for a long time. This is the most hilarious scene I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> it's, it's I really was weird. pissing myself. He looks like he's walking around like a man who has just emerged from a 10-year coma, just in the middle of the sea. <laughs> No idea where he is, and they're just getting hit by waves every <laughs> now and again. Back <laughs> As he tries and to kick them. <laughs> he's he's lifting his leg up and kind of bracing himself in the most kind of pathetic way possible. Just, but every time... I want to bear in mind, Mr. Miyagi didn't say, go in the sea. He They went to the beach, and he said, we're going to learn balance. And yeah. fucking <laughs> Billy just ran off into the sea. <laughs> There was, there was no go sucker punch the waves. He just can't help himself. <laughs> but yeah, every time he emerges from getting hit by a wave and has no idea where he is. It's fucking hilarious to me. 
walking around like, remember the episode of um, The Simpsons where Mr. Burns is all doped up and they think he's an alien? Yes. That's yes, all he reminds yeah, me yeah. of. The only other thing of note that happens in this scene is that Mr. Miyagi is performing the crane kick over on one of the, I don't know, podium? Podium? Yeah, it's a podium, a I bollard? guess. A bollard? Bollard, yeah. Uh, there's a name for them. I can't remember what they are. Yeah, and that'll be important again later. If you've seen this movie, you know the crane kick is what everybody watches it for, and it is not as good as what you remember. I watch it for the chores. <laughs> Short as hell. <laughs> well, that's most of it, Cole. This is followed by the most uncomfortable scene in the movie, which is those two white guys waiting at the car for Mr. Miyagi to come back over and then just racially abuse him. Yeah. yeah. Horrid. <laughs> Who was that for? Nothing to say on this. This is the bit in the film where I went, okay, so every single character in this, except for Daniel's mum, is an antagonist, an <laughs> antagonistic prick. <laughs> There's no one who isn't a dickhead. Yeah. They have moved to just the meanest place in the country. No one knows how to be nice to people. I mean, to be fair, yeah. at one point when Daniel asked Ellie why she likes him, she just said, I thought you were different like me. Maybe that just meant I know how to be nice to people in some way. <laughs> I too know compassionate karate. Well, speaking about Ali, that moves us into our next scene where... Is it time for an apology? It's coming. <laughs> well, a reason for an apology is coming. Daniel? Oh, yes, Daniel has agreed to meet Ali at the country club because they're going to go to the water park, which was mentioned the last time. You know, they can't, there must have been an apology between then and now, but I've probably cut it out for not being important. So imagine he's apologised. They were probably playing football. Yeah, well, of course. And it was a day and a night. And now they've arranged to meet at the country club where her parents uh, have taken her for a dance. That, that was a thing in the 1980s, I suppose. Yeah, you got your dirty dance. like a little ball that. going on. Yeah. A little rich person ball. Yes, Everyone yes, yes, at yes. this school is rich as fuck, it seems. Apart from Daniel. Apart from Daniel, yeah. Hollywood Hills. And all they do is refer to him as, like, fungus, and no one wants to be his friend. At they no do point does he ever fungus. make his, make a yeah. friend in that school. Someone calls him a worm, and someone else calls him fungus, and all I can, as far as I can tell, the, the only thing is that he's poor. <laughs> yeah, so there's this whole dance going on at the country club, and this whole setup is just so Daniel can enter through the kitchen like the horrible little sewer boy he is, and see that Johnny is dancing with Ali, but he doesn't catch quite enough because he bounces into a waiter and causes a ruckus. Everybody sees the poor boy covered in food on the floor and he runs away. Whoa, 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 That's what whoa, whoa. you think happens. What actually happens is he sucker punched that waiter and then the waiter <laughs> fell on him. And that's how he got covered in food. He couldn't help himself. I just want to point out the camera cuts and he's on the floor covered in a crazy amount of spaghetti. They didn't all see him, just see him there. Every single person <laughs> in that room burst room. out laughing, absolutely pissing themselves. A room full of Uproarious adults. Glorious laughter yeah. at a young child <laughs> hurting themselves. But he's poor, Sam. Look, look at the poor it. boy. These guys are rich. He is poor. Imagine you're rich, and you're in a room with all your rich friends, and then a poor boy knocks spaghetti all over himself. That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, so he runs off. I can't remember what Johnny did. Maybe he grabbed her bum or tried to kiss her or something, oh, but she yeah, gives him a good he forced nod. himself on her. Oh, okay. Sexual Kissing. assault. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, why did I close my eyes like I was trying to imagine what was next in the movie when I've specifically written it down for myself? <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> so, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Yamamoto. Mr. <laughs> I can't get his name right. It's just said how it's written, Evan. Daniel joins Mr. Miyagi back at his house, and another just insane scene. He is cranked out. He has been drinking whiskey all day, staring at a picture of his, as we're about to learn, dead wife. He's wearing his full military uniform. Oh, yeah. Daniel comes in. He proceeds to give Daniel a glass of whiskey, shows him pictures of his sexy wife, Put on a one-man show depicting the time that he was told that his wife and unborn child died on the same day, uh, and then he passes out. Pretty fucking good combo, that. I, I Number one, I'm glad I misremembered this scene, because I thought that Mr. Miyagi was in the Japanese military, As which is I. a very different <laughs> situation. <laughs> yeah. On a different side and up to some dodgy shit, but I quite liked the scene. 
Because, I mean, apart from this, he, he is just kind of a caricature at times in the way he talks and acts. And he's just the quiet Japanese guy who happens to know karate. But I don't know, it adds a little more depth to him. I enjoyed the payoff for this we get a little bit later on, but the, the role play he did, I found very uncomfortable. Oscar nominated this role. Wow. So you're wrong. I thought it was a perfectly good scene. This is all right. This leads in to what I wanted to say. Is that So for the first couple of injuries that he gets towards the start of the film, he insists to his mum that he's falling off his bike and getting a black eye and, you know, whatever other cuts and bruises he's getting. At this point, what does she think is happening? Because her son's never home, either day or night. Does she know that he's spending... Does she know that he's splitting his time between the 15-year-old girl and the, I don't know, 65-year-old Japanese man who works as a maintenance guy in their building? Somehow this building employs a full-time maintenance man who mainly just sits in a room. You think think you'd just call him out when needed, but no, he's just employed full-time to sit and clip trees and steal showers. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's bothered... She's certainly not written in any sort of capacity where she needs to be bothered. She's in the film four or five times, and each time it's just to point at Daniel and say, what's going on with your face? (laughs) (laughs) So now Mr. Miyagi finally teaches, I just said his name, Daniel, how to punch. I almost called him Craig, wherever that's from. Uh, (laughs) This thing really great about this scene, but something that annoyed me was that to motivate Daniel, he says, what's the matter of you? What's the matter? You kind of... My God, boy, sorry. My brain is I know what you're going to say. I'll staggering. say, what's the matter? Are you some kind of girl or something? Thank you. Oh, yeah. And that only annoyed me because Karate Kid number four, the next Karate Kid, is my favourite one and the one I watched the most as a kid, probably because it's the only one I had on DVD. Uh, but uh, Hillary Kara- Swank Karate Kid 2 is the next Karate Kid. Oh. That's going to cause some confusion, Carl. Please explain it. (laughs) Karate Kid 4 is called the next Karate Kid. Yes. (laughs) But Karate Kid 2 is the next one after this one. I'm sorry. Excellent. I can weigh in because I didn't know that that was the name of the film. (laughs) And I was confused as to why they would have gotten from 1 to 4. I genuinely considered doing a bit when we started and pretending I've watched the Jaden Smith one, but I just couldn't be asked. Oh, I vaguely considered it, and I was like, yeah, no. I also considered it. I also <laughs> went, no, thank you. I don't Imagine- even want to watch this one. <laughs> I don't even want to pretend that I've watched a film with Jaden Smith in it. <laughs> so after he's taught him how to punch, I, an uncountable amount of days and nights pass, because now it's Daniel's birthday, and he is chosen- Although Jaden Smith would be really good at sucker punching. <laughs> He he my mum's name. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really late joke, no, but I had to say it. I saw you winding up for it. <laughs> It'll be less late once Evan cuts out the big gap. It's fine. Yeah. An uncountable number of days and nights pass, and Daniel is now spending his birthday with Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and I really wanted to make fun of this scene because it's so weird. But You'd when he'd he spend it with Freddie, right? His friend. Him the <laughs> When he gives him the <laughs> gig with his wife's embroidery on, which we saw uh, from that night where he role-played her death, uh, I was genuinely touched by that. not role-play her death. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did a one-man show of her dying. Please, can you tell your dad to stop beating my wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is, like we've alluded to, where he just gives this kid one of his really nice cars, which is no way that Daniel is insured to drive. In America, as far as I can tell from this movie, you just turn 18 and then a driving license arrives in the post and then you're allowed to drive now? <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I'm 18 and I've got a driving license now. I mean, to be fair, one of the first things he does is give the keys over to Ali and say, hey, you go drive this. Oh. And she has no idea how to drive. I love, I love that scene because she's shocked that someone would want her to drive and his response is, well, it's the 80s now. It's the 80s, man. And so now I'm starting to I'm starting to think that in this psycho town full of awful people, women aren't allowed to drive. <laughs> yeah, like he thinks he's being progressive. The only other woman you ever see drive is his mum, and they all insult the fuck out of her for a <laughs> nice car, Miss LaRusso. Do you not have a man to drive you around? Whilst we're on these topics, because he leaves uh, Mr. Miyagi's place, 
because he says his mum has a, and this is strange, a surprise birthday cake planned for him. Not a party, a surprise birthday cake. <laughs> Just a cake. You can't afford and any so more than that, mate. <laughs> he leaves with Mr. Miyagi's <laughs> poor, car you know. and goes to meet Ali instead. His <laughs> mum is sat at home with a surprise birthday cake that he knows about. And who else is going to be at the surprise? This kid's got no mates. Just waiting for him to come home. But it's going to be several Just days and nights. <laughs> alone in his room. Let's not forget that <laughs> when he meets up with Ali with his new car, he gets everything out of the way in one and first insults her and then apologises to her because yes. that is the rule of this relationship. I, I do want to point out, though. Okay, so they they have their first kiss. I think it's their first kiss at this point. Yeah. And he just goes straight in with the tongue. It's kind of I I, cringing a little bit. It's I kind missed of gross. this. I don't remember this at all. Oh, I watched it because uh, yeah. I know that why does every movie we watch force us to watch kids kiss? I know they're the actors are older, but what's they're weirder kids. about eighties and nineties movies is they force us to watch kids kiss with tongues involved. <laughs> oh yeah, it's right down our throat instantly, and I'm just there like, oh fuck, come on, you're like twelve. But he's not. He's a twenty-three-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, now everyone's made up, and everybody. And by that, I mean Mr. Miyagi, Ali, and Daniel. I was going to call him Tenant. That's not even a first name. Daniel, <laughs> arrive at the tournament. <laughs> it's not even a name. <laughs> oh, God. Mr. Miyagi takes Daniel and Ali to a tournament, and they sign up with the referee, and Mr. Miyagi sneakily steals a black belt because nobody's read the rules, and they didn't understand that you have to be a black belt to enter. And the next scene is also where Ali is explaining the rules of this tournament to both of them. Uh, you'd think they'd taken any point in that two months they've had training to briefly look over the rules, but they don't. From what I understand, one of the rules which is mentioned at some point is uh, no kicks to the head. Um, so presumably everyone will adhere to that. So what she says is anything above the waist, head, shoulders, torso and arms, they're points. And then I think the referee later on in one of the montage matches says, don't kick anyone in the head. I'm in. <laughs> that, that might be it, yeah. Uh, uh, how how in-depth are we going to get into all these many fights? All tournament montage in one go. We don't have to go piece by piece. Cool. Then we'll do semi-finals. a lot of people get kicked in the head in this and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's the main attack of everyone. <laughs> all right. As far as I can tell, face kicks are allowed kicks to the leg aren't allowed because that's like too violent point, yeah. points don't count Except on legs they are. he he got in trouble for punching him in the knee why can i boot you in the face but if i kick you in the leg i'm being overly aggressive uh, i suppose it's no 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 you you don't get a point for kicking in the leg probably it's too easy he told off johnny for punching him in the kneecap because i don't know because it was a joint or something yeah, but, um, You're mistaking us for karate masters. In the semi-final before his knee, but he gets his knee hooks, he gets kicked in the leg. And that's yeah. not allowed. He gets disqualified for a leg kick. Yeah, but he yeah, tries but to disqualified. GBH him. Well, he just kicks him in the leg. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Earlier on, someone gets punched in the back of the head, and that's okay, but you can't kick anyone yeah, that's in okay. the legs. Concussion's fine. You can kick a leg <laughs> if you're sweeping the leg, but you can't kick a leg if you're kicking a leg. <laughs> Plus... Let's let's not forget that that um God, what's his name? Daniel. He's swiping all of these punches into his bollocks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Oh. And so yeah, punches to the back of the head are fine. Kicks to the face the face are fine, but Johnny, when it's two points each, punches Daniel in the face, and that's not fine. Yes. Yeah. This is the big point of contention for this movie, is that Johnny fucking won this tournament. Why, and why the next p- thing Daniel does is kick Johnny in the face. That's a point. And that's fine. It, yeah. This yeah. tournament drives me... I was just watching it today going, so what the fuck are the rules? Did they just start every single fight by going, new rules, boys? <laughs> Tickling's fine on this one, but any nipple twists and you're out. <laughs> Not a lot happens during this. Considering this is what we've been building to. It's a lot of Daniel mm. running out of the ring for a little bit and then intermittent scenes of seeing a lot of other guys who actually know how to do karate yeah. when Daniel clearly fucking does not. All the yeah. Cobra Kai guys look like they're on cocaine, just fully fucking <laughs> ramped up the entire time. Yeah. Everyone in this tournament looks like they know how to do martial arts, which just yes. really makes what our protagonist is doing look ridiculous. Like, 
Like oh, he's sucker punching people. They, well, <laughs> but they're, they're literally having to run onto his kicks in order for him to win. Yes. He just yeah. kind of lifts mm. a leg and they run into it. It's the oddest thing I've ever seen. That's three points. <laughs> None of his hits have any weight to them. It's... They are little love taps. Yeah, I don't think any of, any of us are going to pretend we could do better, but, you know, it's still, it takes you out of it a little. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so somehow Daniel makes his way through all those fights and makes it into the semi-finals. Johnny Lawrence absolutely crushes the guy. Watching him fight is actually sick. Watching those two yeah. just jump through the air at each other and full-on kick each other is really cool. The problem is that when you see when you see those fights, it's proof that the choreography isn't the issue. It's just that, yeah. I don't know how to say his name, Ralph Ma- Macchio? Macchio? I think so, Macchio. Has just not bothered to learn karate in any way, shape or form. But even that is enough to worry John Kreese, because he tells the semi-finals for round two uh, competitor, we don't get this kid's name, he's just Cobra Kai member number three, to take Daniel out of the competition. What does he say? Put him out of commission. Mark Hamill number three. Yes. <laughs> I also want to point out before that, before the fight, before, he, yeah, he says take him out of commission. Um, but before he's even said that, before the ideas entered his head, uh, Miyagi's talking to Daniel and he says, Oh, yeah. Oh, he says something like, Oh, do you think I'm going to win? And he's like, You'll be lucky to survive. <laughs> and doesn't elaborate. <laughs> Yeah, but Daniel asked him multiple times, what do you mean? Why did you say that? But five minutes later, after Daniel's leg is twisted, Mr. Miyagi says, yeah, I thought you could have won that, actually. <laughs> Not what you just said. You should have swiped that kick upwards <laughs> into the cock. <laughs> oh... And I wasn't going to share that story. (laughs) Glad you did. (laughs) Um, So that student gets disqualified for breaking Daniel's leg. And Daniel's got 15 minutes to try and recuperate or he's disqualified as well. Mr. Miyagi does his magic hand thing from earlier on in the movie, which we haven't mentioned, but he just warms up his hands and does physiotherapy, I would imagine. Uh, And we get our final fight between... (laughs) I, I say it's a fight. Johnny Lawrence does a load of sick moves around Daniel, who is just turning, <laughs> really, for five minutes, and then lands on some of Daniel's punches by accident. I do, I do, I do find it quite funny that so Mr. Miyagi's kind of uh, warms up his hands, does a little quick massage thing that is presented to us as some kind of miracle cure. But then when Daniel walks out, his legs obviously still fucked. <laughs> he, he can't stand on it. Limping no. like that. he can't stand on his leg. So he's done nothing. <laughs> he's given him belief. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It's very, very one sided. Yeah. Uh, but it, it ends with the famous crane kick that it was never taught to Daniel, but he saw Mr. Miyagi do on the beach. And obviously. Yeah, but if you can catch a fly, you can do anything. Exactly. That is true. Before, before the kick, was he. Was he stood on his good leg and then kicked, and then kicked from yes. his bad leg? So he landed on his bad leg. Well, you yeah, you land on the bad. You kick with the same leg you were standing on. Yes. Yeah. So he's on his good leg, kicks with his good leg, lands on his bad leg, and presumably collapses. Yeah. You hope that kick lands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then falls just crumple to the floor. into a heap. <laughs> yeah. And I wish I could say what happens after this, but the movie just ends. It just yeah. ends. It's so we, abrupt. We get, we get happy, smiling, <laughs> nodding Mr. Miyagi. That's where we get the slow motion. Not for the kick that was the final bit of this mm-hmm. movie, but instead for Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> and then just cut to credits. Not even a fade to black. They just pop up on the screen. And that's the end of the movie. Crazy. That is it. That, that is, is the it. end of the movie. It's It feels abrupt even now, discussing it. <sighs> I don't know where to go from here. That's... Carl, do you have any trivia for us? I, I do. I mean, most of the trivia was pretty shit, but I did enjoy that. Yeah, I imagine. Another person considered for the role of Daniel LaRusso was Charlie Sheen, but he decided <laughs> against it in order to appear in Risley 2 Revenge. And there was a slight delay in the completion of that movie, and it finally released in 2020. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> what? Oh my god, I will watch that. 
Hold on, what's it called again? Grizzly 2. Grizzly 2. So there's a movie that came out in 2020 which stars 1980s Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Good God. It's good trivia. Thank you for that, Carl. Well, now you know what's coming, Sam. It is time for bad reviews. If you've got any, you don't have to have any. I got a, I got, I got a few. Obviously, it won't surprise you to hear that uh, most of the reviews for this were very positive. I had to dig a bit to get some negative ones. Not that they have to be negative, but first of all, I quite like this. This is four stars left by Thick Thanos. Said, Johnny Lawrence was the Logan Paul of the 1980s. Which is so on the nose. It's so perfect. Yes, that's spot on. <laughs> it put into words something that I felt, but I didn't know how to say. Didn't know how to put it together, yeah. That is yeah. so accurate. Just perfect. Which also reminds me of something we didn't mention in the film. This is not the time to mention it, but fuck it. As Daniel's like lifting up his trophy right at the end, three seconds before the film cuts to black, Johnny runs up to him and kind of goes, Oh, good fight, bro. That was good. Thanks. Sorry. And that's like his character arc complete. Redemption. <laughs> I didn't notice that. It's the one reason I'm glad we yeah. got Cobra Kai is Johnny Lawrence in Cobra Kai. So good. Awesome. Is he so redeemed good. in it? Yeah. Is he he's, played by Logan Paul? He's a muddy think, yeah. character. Like it's not, certainly in the early seasons, it's not that simple. But don't watch it, mate. All the bits with the adults. Actually, no, that's not true. All the bits with Johnny Lawrence and... John Kreese are really good. Anything with the kids and Ralph Macchio yeah. is quite cringy to watch. I would I would recommend skipping all okay. the karate. <laughs> I mean, that, probably, that probably means you'll be <laughs> excellent. You'll be through a series in about half an hour. But yeah. the answer to everyone's problems in that TV show is to have a fight just constantly. <laughs> well, it's the Mr. Miyagi way Sounds of excellent. teaching karate. Karate Daniel first. has not yeah. taught compassion in that valley. Just, there's everyone, no compassion. Everyone just resorts to beating the fuck out of each other for every little infraction. <laughs> it's insane. Sucker punch him! <laughs> Compassionate karate, a.k.a. kick him in the face. Or, you know, kick him over a banister and break his spine. Anything. Yes, Anything goes fucked. in Cobra Kai. <laughs> okay, so the yeah the second one is a uh, half a star. Which, Banjo's in space said... Great name. Why did they choose the most boring typeface possible for the titles in The Karate Kid? But more importantly, why isn't Karate Kid a werewolf movie? In the scene where the Cobra Kai's are chasing Daniel from the school dance across a frog-shrouded field in their matching skeleton costumes, I felt there was no more perfect moment for the hero to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> Which, I don't remember saving this one, but I do agree with it. I also agree with it. Yeah, that would have been a better movie. Why isn't this movie Teen Wolf? Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. But with football instead. And last one, one and a half stars. This is a longer one. One and a half stars comes from Shannon. Daniel dresses up as a shower for a Halloween party, which is just a really stupid costume, especially since he's trying to be inconspicuous. While this costume might seem effective in hiding one's identity at first, since he's fully enclosed by the shower curtain and can therefore not be seen by anyone, once someone determines who's wearing the shower costume, it becomes incredibly easy to find him at the party. Not only is the costume large, making it easy to spot, but absolutely no one else would be wearing a costume even remotely similar to the shower costume, making it stick out even more. The costume also draws attention to Daniel, which would make people curious to find out who decided to dress up as a shower for Halloween. Further negating, further negating the effectiveness of this costume as a means to hide his identity. Furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, the size of the costume makes it difficult to move around in. So when he inevitably needs to run away, he has a very hard time getting through the crowded party and away from the bullies. He should have just worn a generic Halloween costume, Halloween costume with a mask, which would have accomplished the same goal of keeping his identity hidden without making it easy to find him or harder to move. That's what I That's meant the whole to write. Review. That's so good. <laughs> Get them on the pod. It just kept going. Perfect. <laughs> You've always got a long one like that, and I love them. I love a long one. The ones who commit. Well, thank you for those, Sam. As usual, they were splendid. It's that time now, isn't it? So. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Evan. Evan. You think that was good, do you? I forgot that I picked this movie, even though I took the notes and I picked this movie. So I didn't really think about whether or not I liked it. I guess I did. It's not the movie I remember, which seems to be more often the case than not for when we watch these. It's too long. Definitely too long. 
They could have cut out Ali completely. It would have been the same movie. They could have cut out the mum, didn't need to see her. I only needed the karate. Her being a point of contention between Johnny well, that, yeah, and that's, Daniel that's what is I was not gonna important. Say. Yeah. It's a little important. I, I mean, it'd be a bit weird if they were fighting over a radio on the beach. But they don't need to fight over <laughs> and then, anything. They, and then he goes to it, school and that same radio is there and then Johnny gets jealous. <laughs> it could have just been that Johnny is bullying him and that's all the the contention I needed for those two characters. Just the boy needs to defend himself. But instead, as always in these movies, I have to watch Kids Kiss and there's that, I guess, payoff for me. She did have big donks though, so... It's because she loves stirring that pot. She wants all this to happen. She's always, you need to go and sort this. She loves being apologised to. You, sh- you should meet me at this party. Not going to mention Johnny. Sh- Johnny's going to be there. And I'll, <laughs> mm. and I'll be 20 yeah. minutes late. Yeah. So you'll come I'll in. Be incredibly late because I'll be dancing with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, to summarise, yeah, I enjoyed keep it. Daniel's blood off my dress, Johnny. But it's not as good a movie as I remember. But I do want to watch Cobra Kai again now, so I, I will do that. Uh, what about you, Sam? When I was watching it, at least, I mean, we've, as usual, torn into pedantic things here. But when I was watching it, I took most of it at kind of face value, which is why I didn't get many notes down. I just enjoyed it. I just thought, taken for what it is, it was way better than I expected. Wait. I, was, I, I should mention, I'd never seen this before. This is my first time watching. I did not know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe my expectations were lower or... I, yeah, I just didn't have the preconceptions that to, to be disappointed or anything. But yeah, first time watching, and no, I just really enjoyed it. This is oh, probably good. one of the best films that we've covered, in my opinion. Oh yeah, well that's a low bar, friend. <laughs> it is a low bar. It's going to stay low based <laughs> on next week. <laughs> Ooh, what a setup! Cole, you oh, get yeah. yours in first, though. Well, as you know, I hate the poor <laughs> <laughs> and love sucker punching. <laughs> no, um. I think I've seen this movie one too many times by this point that there was some element of this feeling like a chore having to watch it again. <laughs> and that that did detract from my experience a little bit. I mean, it's it's feel good, isn't it? Guy yes. gets bullied. Yeah. Guy beats up Bully at the end. And yeah, um, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to say good movie, even though it did feel like effort to watch. I did not remember it being two hours long. And although I did interrupt you during your... <laughs> bit to say that you're wrong about cutting Ali out. Probably could cut Ali out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, then you won't be able won't have to cut out the bit where you talk about her tits, so <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. That's that, isn't it? That is, it is that. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, thank you boys for joining me. Don't forget to follow us over at So You Think Pod on Twitter and leave us that sweet, sweet five-star review. Join us again next week with Sam. <laughs> Somehow forgotten your name. Almost called you Daniel. Had to switch out at the last minute. Where Sam has chosen The Borrowers from 1997, a film I fucking despise. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, Kia! This reminds me of a Mitchell. You both sketch. worms, by the way. Yeah.